my dear listeners, and welcome to Counter Melody. It is I, your host, Daniel Gundlach, and as always, I'm committed to bringing you the voices of beloved singers, often focusing on unexpected facets of their artistry. You will also be hearing less celebrated but equally treasurable artists who deserve our attention and respect. I'm honored to have you join me on this ongoing mutual journey of discovery. And now, without any further ado, let's get down to today's business. Great singers and great singing. everyone. Welcome to Counter Melody. I'm excited about today's episode and I'm more than a little intimidated as well. Why, you ask? Well, the subject is one of the greatest U.S. Americans that ever lived. Maybe that's reason enough to feel intimidated. It's the great Paul Robeson. There's an old man called the Mississippi. That's the old man I don't like to be. What does he care if the world's got troubles? What does he care if the land ain't free? That old man river, that old man river, he must know something, but don't say nothing. He just keeps rolling, he keeps on January 23rd, 1976. That means that this coming week, we observe the 45th anniversary of his death. Good enough reason to celebrate this extraordinary figure. I hope that you noticed in that recording of Old Man River, that's from a live Carnegie Hall concert in May 1958, that he changes the words, not, I gets weary and sick of trying, I'm tired of living and scared of dying. But instead, I keeps laughing instead of crying. I must keep fighting until I'm dying. 
very much the words that he lived by. I'm starting the episode with some of his earliest recordings and successes. Though he did not create the role of Joe in Showboat, he's certainly the single most remembered exponent of that role. In 1928, he appeared as Joe in the first London production of Showboat. He appears in the 1936 film, and in that film, he sings a song that was specifically written for the two characters, Joe and Queenie. The song is called I Still Suits Me, and in the movie, it's sung by Robeson opposite Hattie McDaniel. In the same year that the movie was made and released, he recorded a studio version of that new duet that was made for the film. This recording was made with Elizabeth Welch, a newcomer to the London scene, who had first arrived there via Paris and had since become known for singing such songs as Cole Porter's Love for Sale and Solomon from Nymph Errant. Here's that recording of I Still Suits Me. Keep on a nagging and bully ragging and criticizing and call me pison. I ain't apologizing, no siree. No matter what you say, I still suit me. The rag you're chewing must be a ruin. Keep right on knocking, keep right on mocking. My rocking chair ain't rocking, no siree. No matter what you say, I still suit me. Does you ever wash the dishes? Does you do the things I wishes? Does you do it? No, you don't. Will you do them? No, you won't. When there's any work into it, I'm the one that's got to do it. Then in spite of everything, in spite of all the grief you bring, expecting me to love you no matter what you say, I think you do. I know I do. By the way, stay tuned for Elizabeth Welch, who will be featured in one of my Black History Month episodes next month. The first version of the Showboat film from 1929 is a lost film that is mostly a silent, but in the finale, there is singing. There was a song that was already popular called Lonesome Road by the composer and conductor Nathaniel Shilkret. This song, Lonesome Road, was used in the sound finale of that lost 1929 film, where it replaced Old Man River and was sung by Jules Bledsoe, who was the original Joe in the Broadway premiere of Showboat. Here's a recording from 1929 of Paul Robeson singing that song, Lonesome Road. Look down, look down at Lonesome Road before you travel on. Look up, look up and see. Oh. 
Robson was a true polymath during his college years at Rutgers University in New Jersey and at Columbia Law School in New York. He was a star football player. I know nothing about football. I don't even know what uh, position he played. Doesn't matter. That was his first exposure to fame. During this time, he also displayed a wonderful singing voice, which he possessed naturally. His singing always retained an unaffected quality. We'll hear that in all of the selections today, encouraged by his wife, Eslanda, who went on to become a distinguished journalist and human rights activist herself. He auditioned for and was cast in two early Eugene O'Neill plays, All God's Children Got Wings, and even more importantly, The Emperor Jones, which he also made into a film in 1933. He went on to make a number of films while he was living in London, where he and Esalanda spent several years. Only once was he happy with one of the film roles that he portrayed, and that was in 1940's The Proud Valley. But he did make a number of films that were all very successful, including King Solomon's Mines. One of the films in which he appeared was called Sanders of the River. In it, he sings several songs by the emigre German composer Misha Spoliansky, who was a famous figure in the Berlin cabaret of the Weimar Republic. By 1935, he had fled to London, where he composed the music for this film, Sanders of the River. Here's one of the songs that Robeson sings there, called Congo Lullaby. portray these stereotypically shiftless, lazy black characters. In his early years in London, Robeson had a political awakening through many of the figures with which he came in contact. 
speaking of vehicles for African-American performers. He never appeared in Porgy and Bess, but he did record a number of the songs, including this one in 1939, It Ain't Necessarily So. It ain't necessarily so It ain't necessarily so The things that you're liable to read in the Bible It ain't necessarily so Little David was small but oh my Little David was small but oh my He fought big Goliath who lay low and dieth Little David was small but oh my Fishes at dome and oh Jonah he lived in the whale. A little Moses was found in a stream. A little Moses was found in a stream. He floated on water till old Pharaoh's daughter she fished him, she says, from that stream. This sermon to show it ain't Nessa, ain't Nessa, ain't Nessa, ain't Nessa, ain't necessarily so. In an interesting twist, in 1929, Paul Robeson recorded a number of songs made famous by Al Jolson, who, of course, would often appear in blackface. This song is called Little Pal. It's by Henderson, Brown, and De Silva. In it, a father asks his son to strive to be better than he himself was. It's a real tearjerker, while at the same time it propagates the stereotype of the shiftless, ne'er-do-well African-American father. But one must admit that when performed by a black artist rather than an artist in blackface, it does acquire a different kind of humanity. Little pal, if daddy goes away From mess you'll be good from day to day Do as mother says and never sin Be the man your daddy might have been Daddy didn't have an easy start So this is the wish that's in my heart What I couldn't be, little pal 
mentioned, Robeson had a very unaffected way of delivering songs. So it's unusual to find him moving into slightly jazzier, if you will, territory. Here he is doing Duke Ellington's Mood Indigo in a 1937 recording. You ain't been blue No was one of the first singers to record the semi-standard song Gloomy Sunday. It's written by the Hungarian composer Rejo Seres, and it became known as the Hungarian suicide song. Not only does the text refer to the death of the singer, but the song itself acquired a number of urban legends surrounding it concerning the unfortunate fates of a number of people associated with the song, including the composer himself. Then came a Sunday when you came to find me. They bore me to church and I left you behind me. My eyes could not see one I wanted to love. And the flowers are forever above me. The bell tolled for me, and the wind whispered never. But you I have loved, and I bless you forever. Last of all. Sunday. 
the risk of opening a can of worms here, I will observe that in 1961, Robeson made an apparent suicide attempt in a Moscow hotel. His late son, however, was convinced that this was a murder attempt by the CIA made to look like a suicide. This seems far-fetched until one starts looking into what made Robeson such an enemy of the U.S. racist capitalist state. For those of you who wish to look into this, I suggest you Google Paul Robeson's suicide attempt. Right now, I would like to share an excerpt of testimony that Paul Robeson gave to the U.S. Senate in May 1948 regarding his opposition to the newly formed House Un-American Activities Committee, HUAC. In the excerpt we are about to hear, he has just been asked to give a definition of the term fascism. Uh, President Wilson uh, gave a definition of this, that of uh, the concentration of power in a few hands in the struggle of the New Deal against the so-called economic royalists, in which he defined this concentration of power as the essence of fascism. I would say, to me, the essence of fascism in two things. Let's take the more obvious one first. Racial superiority. A kind of racial superiority that led a Hitler to wipe out six million Jewish people that, that can result any day in the lynching of Negro people in the South or other parts of America, the denial of their rights, the constant daily denial to any Negro in America, no matter how important women may be, of his essential human dignity, a thing which no other American would accept. This daily insult to his dignity as a human being. This is the essence of that. That's the now, the second thing is no. But the most important thing, which is the reason this can be, is the power of the resources of a nation in the hands of the few, in the hands of the few, and the use of the state power, as Hitler or Mussolini or the police in Kansas City, to, to beat down any attempt to strive toward any kind of democratic rights or freedoms. Even though that be law enforcement? What's that? Even though it be law enforcement? I say, even though I would say this is a very essence of the thing, we yeah. find always that law enforcement in this case is the protection of the property of the few people who are the potential of fascism. Uh, now, what is the essence of communism in America? So I'm in the South. My father was a slave. A few weeks ago, I'm standing in North Carolina on the very soil on which my father was a slave. Now then I go into the whole history of our civilization, so to speak. 100 million Negroes from Africa torn to pieces and died in the slave trade. On our backs in America, the very primary wealth of America built on our backs, cotton taken to the New England textile mills. What do we get from it today? Poverty, insult, inferior station in life, no opportunities. Who controls the wealth? A few people. Now somewhere today, what by what, at certain times, like in our own history, these means have been revolutionary, in other times, evidently not. But somewhere to me, communism is interested in seeing that those people who are oppressed, who suffer, that somewhere they represent those people in their struggle toward the people. 
As someone who held such views, Robeson found himself with many enemies in the United States government, ranging from Harry S. Truman, with whom he had an argument about a proposed anti-lynching bill, to the HUAC committee to the CIA. But when Robeson returned from London to the United States in 1939, he was the most famous entertainer in the world, and he really was a worldwide star. At the time that he returned to the U.S., he participated in a work called Ballad for Americans. The composer is Earl Robinson, not terribly well remembered, but he will be represented by three different works today. The librettist of this interesting hodgepodge was John Latouche, a lyricist, writer, and librettist who also provided the libretto for Douglas Moore's Ballad of Baby Doe. The piece was first broadcast on CBS radio in November 1939 and was such an enormous success that it was subsequently recorded and became one of Robeson's most successful endeavors. It's important listening to this piece to remember that populism at this time in U.S. history was very much a left-wing matter. Think of Aaron Copeland. He very much fit into that mold. Think of the WPA, the Works Progress Administration, begun as part of FDR's New Deal, which gave work to so many out-of-work artists of all stripes. There's a beautiful, if from from our perspective, somewhat naive sense of inclusion in this piece. I'm making no claims for it being a great work of art, but remember, it was the dawn of World War II, and I hear in it very much an attempt to unite all U.S. citizens under a common purpose. We should also note that Robeson himself had a great part in the shaping of the structure of the piece and the themes therein. In 76 the sky was red Thunder rumbling overhead Bad King George couldn't sleep in his bed And on that stormy morn Old Uncle Sam was born <laughs> Still nobody who was anybody believed it. Everybody who was anybody, they doubted it. And they are doubting still, and I guess they always will. But who cares what they say when I am on my way? See, I represent the whole of... That's it. My people go. That's the idea. Old Abe Lincoln was thin and long. His heart was high and his faith was strong. But he hated oppression, he hated wrong. And he went down to his grave.
Abraham Lincoln said that November 19, 1863 at Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And he was right. I believe that, too. Gee, mister, we still don't know who you are. What's your name, buddy? Where are you going? Who are you? Well, I'm everybody who's nobody. I'm the nobody who's everybody. What's your racket? What do you do for a living? Well, I'm an engineer, musician, street cleaner, carpenter, teacher. How about a farmer? Also. Office clerk? Yes, ma'am. Mechanic? That's right. Housewife? Certainly. Factory wiper? You said it. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Bartender? Absolutely. Definitely. All of them I am the etc. And the and so forth that do the work. Now hold on here. What are you trying to give us? Are you an American? Am I an American? I'm just an Irish, Negro, Jewish, Italian, French, and English, Spanish, Russian, Chinese, Polish, Scotch, Hungarian, Litvak, Swedish, Finnish, Canadian, Greek, and Turk, and Czech, and double Czech American. And that ain't all. I was baptized Baptist, Methodist, Congregationist, Lutheran, Atheist, Roman Catholic, Orthodox, Jewish, Presbyterian, Seventh-day Adventist, Mormon, Quaker, Christian, Scientist, and lots more. Strong, our country's young, and her greatest songs are still unsung. From her plains and mountains we have sprung to keep the faith with those who went to be Cheating out of the shouting, out of the murders and lynching, out of the windbags, the patriotic spouting, out of uncertainty and doubting, out of the carpet bag and the brass platoon, it will come again. Our marching song will come again. Deep as our valleys, high as our mountains. Strong as the people who made it, for I have always believed it, and I believe it now, and you know who I am. Who are America. Robinson wrote another song that Paul Robeson sang and recorded. It's called The House I Live In. And again, it's an idealized vision of an all-inclusive United States of America. This recording is from 1947. What is America to me? A name, a map of a flag I see. A certain word and democracy. What is America to me? 
the house I live in, my neighbors white and black, the people who just came here, often generations back, the town hall and the soapbox, the torch of liberty, a home for all God's children, that's America to me. The house I live in, the goodness everywhere, a land of wealth and beauty, with enough for all to share, a house that we call freedom, the home of liberty, but especially the people that's America. But especially the people, that's the truth of America. A few years earlier, Paul Robeson and his frequent pianist partner, Lawrence Brown, recorded the song The Purest Kind of Guy from the theater piece No For an Answer by the progressive left-wing composer Mark Blitzstein, who a few years earlier had written The Cradle Will Rock. I keep on talking about the naivete of these pieces, but perhaps it's more useful to think of these songs and this repertoire in terms of their idealism. You certainly hear that in this song, The Purest Kind of Guy. I ain't a reading man, I ain't a thinking man, I need a drinking man, when I can get it to eat and drink. I ain't the suffer kind, I ain't the rougher kind, I ain't the buffer kind, I'm just a happy-go-lucky gink. But one thing I have got, I got an extra sense. I know what guys is like, I know what makes them click, I know what makes them tick. And when a man's okay, I know it a mile away. There's the kind of man when he passes by. I can tell that man's the purest kind of a guy. Black or white or tan ain't the reason why. I will know that man's the purest kind of a guy. Go on and ask me how I can be certain, how I can pick him out like a shot, and he will never upset my plot by acting dirty and sly like the usual guy in a spot. Well, I don't know how I know that I know, but I know he will not. Take it from one who knows, and don't make no mistake. Wherever there are Joes, the world is on the make. And so tonight is why we give a hello to the purest kind of a God. 
Here's a Yiddish lullaby that Robeson began including on his concerts after 1953 when Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were put to death by the United States. When he would sing this song, he would dedicate it to the two sons of the Rosenbergs. This recording is with pianist Alan Booth and is from 1956. <laughs> Hast du, mein Kind, wirst älter werden, wirst du wissen an Unterschied. Hast du, mein Kind, wirst Eventually, the FBI, the CIA, and the U.S. government came to view Paul Robeson as an enemy of the state. He was referred to in internal documents as the Black Stalin. He was very much beloved by the African-American community in particular, and had a built-in audience who would listen to him and give great credence to what he had to say. But contrast this with what was going on in the post-war years in the U.S. regarding the idea that Russia was very much the enemy. As we heard in Robeson's Senate testimony from 1948, he found in Russia that he was treated without the slightest degree of racial prejudice, and therefore he was very much a proponent of communism. When Robeson was speaking in Paris in 1949 at the World Congress of Partisans of Peace, he made a statement that ended up getting him into quite a bit of hot water. It is unthinkable that American Negroes will go to war on behalf of those who have oppressed us for generations against a country, that is the Soviet Union, which in one generation has raised our people to full human dignity of mankind. Once this was misquoted and taken out of context by the American press, Robeson found himself suddenly at the center of an enormous controversy. That following August, a planned performance in Peekskill, New York, was disrupted by protesters aided and abetted by the police, and the concert was unable to take place. The following week, Robeson returned to the venue. Union members stood guard around him while he performed, but afterwards, concert goers were attacked by the rioters, and many people were injured. This was the beginning of Robeson's downfall. He found all of his recording contracts cancelled, as well as his concert engagements. Most damagingly, around the same time, Robeson and Eslanda, his wife's passports, were revoked. They were both eventually called before HUAC to testify, and they refused to 
state that they had never been members of the Communist Party. Eventually, an unrelated passport case went to the Supreme Court in 1958, and the Robesons finally were able to get their passports back and to travel again. But these were dark years in which they lost much and became probably the most prominent victims of the blacklist. I'm going to play you a bunch of spirituals and folk songs now, and what better one to begin with than the arrangement by Harry Burley of the spiritual Scandalize My Name. This recording is from 1957. I met my brother the other day I gave him my right hand And just as soon as ever my back was turned He scandalized my name Now do you call that a brother? No, no You call that a brother? No, no Call that a brother? No, no Scandalize my name I met my preacher the other day I gave him my right hand And just as soon as ever my back was turned He to scandalize my name Now do you call that religion? No, no You call that religion? No, no, you call that religion? No, no, scandalize my name. Now going back nearly 30 years, here's a very early recording of a spiritual from 1929 by Paul Robeson and his frequent collaborator and pianist Lawrence Brown. The two of them first concertized together in 1925 in Greenwich Village, where they gave the first concert comprised exclusively of African-American spirituals, which Lawrence Brown collected and arranged. Incidentally, it appears that Lawrence Brown was a black gay man, and there's not nearly enough known about him, but I'm fascinated by the long-standing friendship and working relationship that these two men shared. He assists at the piano in many of the performances that we're going to hear, including this one of Weep and Mary, which I think is one of the most beautiful spirituals. This recording is from 1929. Like we 
Here's a beautiful recording from 1945 of a spiritual, again, arranged by Harry Burley, by and by. And what's so wonderful about this is that you hear Lawrence Brown singing in duet as well as accompanying Robeson. Oh, by and by, by and by, I'm gonna lay down this heavy load. Oh, by and by, by and by, I'm gonna lay down my heavy load. I know my rope's going to fit to me well. events at Peekskill, Lawrence Brown stepped back from being Robeson's exclusive pianist, fearing for his own safety. That Old Man River that we heard at the very beginning of the episode was from a legendary May 1958 concert at Carnegie Hall. Here's another excerpt from that concert. This is the spiritual, Didn't My Lord Deliver Daniel. Ellen Booth is the pianist. The arrangement is by Lawrence Brown. Didn't my Lord deliver Daniel, deliver Daniel, deliver Daniel. Didn't my Lord deliver Daniel, and why not every man? He delivered Daniel from the lion's den, Jonah from the belly of the wheel, and the Hebrew children from the fiery furnace, and why not every man? Didn't my Lord deliver Daniel, deliver Daniel, deliver Daniel, didn't my Lord deliver Daniel, and why not every When Paul Robeson found himself without any recording prospects, he began self-producing recordings and releasing them on the Othello label. Eventually, these recordings were also reissued on the Monitor Records label. Though they are not of the highest recorded quality, they certainly represent Robeson displaying a new depth and insight, and his voice unimpaired after more than three decades of public performance. Here's one of the most haunting of the spirituals. It's called Taken Names. It's also sometimes called There's a Man Going Round. There's a man going round 
and Brown did not only perform spirituals, they also performed protest songs, work songs, many of which were also traditional African-American pieces. Here's a version of the song John Henry, a folk hero who is commemorated in this song, arranged by Harry Burley and performed by Brown and Robeson in this 1945 recording. What I love about this is the feminist slant in the final verse, how after John Henry dies, his sweetheart takes up his hammer and resumes his work with the same vigor and discipline that he showed. John Henry was a steel-driving man Carried his hammer all the time And before he'd let that steam drill beat him Said he'd die with his hammer in his hand. Said he'd die with his hammer in his hand. John Henry had a pretty little girl, and her name was Polly Ann. And when John was laying on his bed so
can drive with his hammer like a This next song is Water Boy. It's another African-American folk song, not exactly a spiritual, but very reflective of the difficult life of the African-American slave. like mine I done bust his rock boys from here to Macon all the way to the jail boys yes or back to the jail are you Jagger Diamonds now you Jagger Diamonds well, I know you of old, boys Yes, I know you of old You rob my pocket Yes, you rob my pocket You done rob my pocket Of a silver and a gold In 1956, for his own label, Paul Robeson also recorded the traditional American song, Amazing Grace. This is with Alan Booth accompanying him. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a soul like me I once was lost but now am found was blind but Through 
strangers toils and snares I have already come tis grace that brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me home the Lord has promised good to me his word my hope secures he will my shield and portion be as long as life briefly thank all of you for listening in and for your support. Starting next week, I'm going to be doing shorter weekly episodes and offering additional bonus material to my Patreon subscribers. For those of you interested in providing monthly support for Countermelody and for me, please visit patreon.com countermelody. Thank you very, very much. Your support means the world to me. It also means that I get to put food on my table. So thank you very very much. Paul Robeson was concerned with the welfare of the worker and of oppressed peoples, no matter where he encountered them. As he developed his concert repertoire, he began to sing more folk songs from other regions from around the world, and he also began to sing more classical material. We're going to hear music representative of both of those genres. What better place to start than this beautiful 1938 recording? of Loch Lomond. Perhaps it will bring to mind that wonderful Scottish singer that was featured on the podcast two weeks ago, Margaret Marshall. Check her out, people. Meanwhile, enjoy Paul Robeson singing Loch Lomond. By yon bonny banks and by yon bonny breeze Where the sun shines bright on Loch Lomond For me and my true love were ever one to gay On the bonny, bonny banks of Loch Lomond Oh, you'll take the high road and I'll take the low road And I'll be in Scotland afore ye but me and my true love will never meet again on the bonny, bonny banks of Loch Lomond. 
Here's a Finnish folk song arranged by the composer Selim Palmgren, whom we encountered on the Christmas Art Song episode. This song is called Wanderer. It's a real tearjerker, and it receives a beautiful performance from Robeson and Alan Booth in this 1957 recording. Oh, grieve you now, my mother, and shed your tears for me. No man is here, my brother, no arms outstretched. In 1941, Robeson made a set of contemporary Chinese folk songs. Included among these was a song called Riding the Dragon, which he introduces here. And next, a Chinese children's song, Riding the Dragon. Chang 
By the way, I do not consider it at all a coincidence that, like the great scholar and dissident Noam Chomsky, Paul Robeson also considered himself primarily a linguist and devoted himself to the study of as many as 20 different foreign languages. Another song that entered Robeson's repertoire as he began bringing in music of other cultures was a song called Dans le printemps de mes années by the composer-singer Pierre-Jean Garat, who lived in the era of the French Revolution. Dans le printemps de mes années de l'amour semblable à ces roses d'un jour que le même jour voit fonder first went to Russia, he was greatly influenced by his encounters with Fyodor Shalyapin. A number of the songs that he incorporated into his concerts were those that he had first heard Shalyapin sing. From that same Carnegie Hall concert in 1958 is a performance of the song Oh Thou Silent Night by Alexander Alexandrov. This was one of those songs that Shalyapin had sung. Certainly one of the most famous Russian folk songs is the Volga Boat Song, or the Song of the Volga Boatmen. This, again, is from the Carnegie Hall Concert of 1958. <laughs> 
sides now of a 78 that Robeson and Lawrence Brown recorded in 1942. His normal procedure was to sing them first in English and then in Russian. I have edited both sides of this disc so that you get a combination of the English and the Russian together. The first side is Alexander Gretchaninov's Cradle Song. Sleep, my darling, sleep, my starling, by my baby boy, by my baby boy. Softly glistens moon and listens from the lofty flip side of that 78 is Mussorgsky's song Within Four Walls, which is the first of his song cycle Sunless. Silent the little room Dear to me Calm it is Night brooded Shadow encloses it. Heavy my spirit weighs, breaks out in stifled sob. Quivering heartstring, thy fond hope seems long deferred. Moment to moment glides, earth passes from my sight. 
it gazing before me. I see hope's last vestige fade. All joy is gone from me. Sorrow abides with me. I do want to note that Paul Robeson never appeared on the operatic stage, although he would have been an extraordinary presence in the opera world had he chosen to explore that aspect of his artistic personality. Here is a fascinating and tantalizing document, again from the Carnegie Hall concert in 1958. It's introduced by Robeson. The next is a very short excerpt. Boris Godunov by Mussorgsky, the composer who was so close to the people of his land and expressed their aspirations and sorrows. This Boris is near his death, and he prays to God to forgive him for his sins and to have mercy upon his innocent children. Just before that, he has seen the vision of the child he has killed the heir to the throne. And he says, and ever sleep departs, and in the dark of night, the child-bloodied oar rises up, his eyes burned, his hands clenched, he begs for mercy, but there is no mercy. The terrible wound opens wide, and a horrible cry is heard, foreboding death. Oh God, have mercy on my soul. И даже сон дежит В сумрака ночи дитя Окровавленное встает Отчи пыляю слизны в ручонки Просить пощады И не было пощады Страшные раны сияет Слышится крик Его предсмертный О Господи Боже мой Господи, Господи, возри молю на слезы грешного отца, не за себя молю. Thank you. 
1940s, Robeson began incorporating more activist and protest songs into his repertoire. Many of these were based on traditional tunes and concerned themselves with revolutionary themes. Once again, from his rare 1941 recording of Chinese songs, here is what is referred to as the Chinese army song. This is a Chinese army song. Fifteen years later, to a traditional Irish tune, is a song called Kevin Barry, commemorating an Irish freedom fighter, a young man who was put to death in 1920 because he took part in an uprising against the British military. In Mount Joy one Monday morning, high upon the girl's tree. Kevin Barry gave his young life for the cause of liberty. But a lad of eighteen summers, yet no one can deny, as he walked to death at morning. Standing at attention while he bade his last farewell to his broken hearted mother, whose grief no one can tell for the cause he proudly cherished. This sad parting hand 
to death walks softly smiling that old island might be free now a pair of songs from Robeson's 1942 recording songs of free men these were recorded by Robeson and Lawrence Brown two months after America had entered into active combat in World War II the first is an arrangement by the German composer Hans Eisler of an anonymous song called the Peat Bog Soldiers the Peat Bog Soldiers were concentration camp prisoners far and wide as the eye can wander he and bog are everywhere not a bird sings out to cheer us oaks are standing gaunt and bare we are the peat bog soldiers we're marching with our spades to the bog up and down the guards are pacing no one no one can go through flight would mean a sure death facing guns and barbed wire greet our view we are the peat bog soldiers we're marching with our spades to the bog Doch für uns gibt es kein Klagen, ewig kann's nicht Winter sein. Einmal werden froh wir sagen, Heimat, du bist wieder mein. Dann ziehen die Moorsoldaten nicht mehr mit dem Spaten ins Moor. Dann ziehen die Moorsoldaten nicht mehr mit dem Spaten ins Moor. Both Robeson and his wife had traveled to Spain during the war against Franco, where he entertained the troops, and she reported, reported on the goings-on. This is a song from that period called, in translation, The Four Insurgent Generals. The Four Insurgent Generals The Four Insurgent Generals the four insurgent generals, Mamita Mia, tis true they betrayed you, tis true they betrayed you. One Christmas holy evening, one Christmas holy evening, one Christmas holy evening, Mamita Mia, they'll all be hanging, they'll all be hanging. Los cuatro generales, los cuatro generales, los cuatro generales, mamita mía, que se han alzado, que se han alzado. 
para la noche buena, para la noche buena, para la noche buena, mamita mía, serán arcados, serán arcados. Now a song called Zot Nit Kein Mol. It's also known as the Song of the Warsaw Ghetto. It was composed by Hirsch Glick, who was a member of the underground during the Warsaw Ghetto uprising and eventually a concentration camp prisoner himself. This arrangement was made by Lawrence Brown. And by the way, Robeson first performed it in Moscow upon learning of the way that Soviet officials were treating the Jews in Russia. Never say that you have reached the very End, when then skies a bitter future may portend For sure the hour for which we end will yet arrive And our marching steps will thunder we survive For sure the hour for which we end will yet arrive And our marching steps will thunder we survive This ribbon is dust lead with blood and it with Sis nit a lied von zimmer feugel auf der frei Nos hot of all zwischen thalen dicker wind Das lied gesungen mit na gammes in die hand Nos hot of all zwischen thalen dicker wind Das lied gesungen mit na gammes in We heard Earl Robinson earlier. Here's one last song that he composed at Paul Robeson's request to a text by Alfred Hayes. The song is called Joe Hill. He was an American Union activist born in Sweden and executed in 1915. I think this song speaks for itself. It's an extraordinary performance from Paul Robeson and Alan Booth in that same Carnegie Hall concert of 1958. I dreamed I saw Joe Hill last night alive as you and me Says I, but Joe, you're ten years dead. I never died, says he. I never died, says he. In Salt Lake City, Joe, says I, am standing by my bed. They framed you on a murder charge, says Joe, but I'm dead. The copper pulses killed you, Joe. They shot you, Joe, says I. Takes more than guns to kill a man, says Joe. I didn't die, says Joe. I didn't die. And standing there as big as life and smiling with his eyes, says Joe, what they can never kill. Organize, went on to organize. From San Diego up to Maine, in every mine and mill, where working men defend their rights, it's there you'll find your hill. It's there you'll find. I 
ten years still, I never died, says he. had enormous success as an actor. One of his most significant and famous roles was the title role in Shakespeare's Othello. He first appeared in that piece in 1930 in London. After many years of trying to get his performance on the Broadway stage, he finally succeeded in 1942, where his performance opposite Uta Hagen and Jose Ferrer ran for more than 300 performances. Again, from the Carnegie Hall concert in 1958, here is his performance of Otello's final speech. I think one can hear a very special kind of anger at the injustice that had been visited upon him, Paul Robeson, by the United States of America. I'd like to do a short excerpt from Shakespeare's Othello. It is the last speech of Othello. He has killed Desdemona. From savage passion, no. Othello came from a culture as great as that of ancient Venice. He came from an Africa of equal stature. And he felt he was betrayed, his honor was betrayed, and his human dignity was betrayed. And so when they come for him from Venice, he speaks and says, Soft you! A word or two before you go. I have done the state some service, and they know it. No more of that. I pray you in your letters, when you shall these unlucky deeds relate, speak of me as I am. Nothing extenuate, nor set down aught in malice. Then must you speak of one that loved full wisely, but too well. Of one not easily jealous, but being wrought, perplexed in the extreme. Of one whose subdued eyes albeit unused to the melting mood, drop tears as fast as the Arabian trees, their medicine of Set you down this, and say besides, that in Aleppo once, where a malignant and a turbaned Turk beat a Venetian and traduced the state, I took by the throat the damned heathen dog and smote him thus. I kissed thee ere I killed thee. No way but this, killing myself to die. 
I have mentioned Paul Robeson's anger at his treatment, and yet his love for his country stayed with him until he died. I'm going to end with one of the most moving spirituals that I know. It's called No More Auction Block for Me. As my country struggles to move forward, I hope that we can take a lesson from Paul Robeson and let our love for our country move us in the right direction, or should I say, the correct direction. No more auction block for me. No friends, keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Gundlach. <laughs>